time for the ESPN-UP Friday Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk with all five Marquette County schools and find out what's going on with each of their teams. We've got Westwood Girls basketball head coach Kurt Corcoran to start things off. His team back on track after a win on Tuesday against Gwynn, 51-41. They moved to 12-1 on the season. Well, Coach, some hot shooting in that game. Uh, You saw a zone that posed a little bit of problems. I mean, give credit to Gwynn. They came out in a game plan that was specifically built for their short bench, and they executed about as well as they could. But your team with a hot shooting night, able to get back on track. Yeah. uh, Coach Olson, he he had them playing a real real tight matchup zone. Um, And against those matchup zones, when, you know, when we go – 2-1-2, 2-1-2, they match up there in a 2-1-2. When we go uh, 1-3-1 offense and they're matched up in a 1-3-1, it was real, it was real tough. you got to send cutters through, um, try to get some movement and some confusion going on the defensive end. Um, and we weren't really able to do that until the second half. Um, Gwynn came out with a lot of fire, a lot of energy, um, despite despite scouting them and knowing how they like to shoot outside the perimeter. Um, they, they managed to hit the first two threes of the game, um, used a couple of quick timeouts on my end to uh, kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> holler at the girls. Um, but they had, a, they had what seemed like 400 rebounds, offensive rebounds in that first half, and we just couldn't, couldn't quite match their intensity, which was um, a little disappointing to see. But um, we didn't panic, and we stayed disciplined, which is what we didn't do against Nagani. So everybody always wants to talk about, you know, good losses and do you learn from losses and things like that. And um, I thought the Nagani game, we did panic a little bit. Um, We wanted to – it was the first time all year we were down, um, and it just so happened we were down again 10 points in the first quarter against Gwynn. Didn't panic, stayed disciplined, and uh, just kind of – moved the ball and found some found some good looks and and luckily we were we were hitting do you attribute the girls calmness their coolness to adversity early on against Gwynn to what they experienced against Nagandi did they learn from that and apply it to Gwynn honestly I think if we had we not lost Nagandi last week I think they would have got us because it, it is it's facing that adversity that was the first thing I walked into the locker room afterwards last night and first thing Madeline talked about was was there we go we, we we faced some adversity we got through it and we didn't panic so um yeah I think I think that's real important for teams rather than as as fun as it can be um mowing over the competition all season long um you don't you don't learn to face that adversity you don't you don't know how to uh how to battle when things get tight it seems to you tend to pucker up a little bit which is which is what we did so um, am I attributing our our performance, our second half performance last night to Nagani? Maybe a little bit. Coach, uh, what adjustments did you make after halftime when you started even out some of the offensive rebounding that was occurring? Uh, well, I don't like giving away all my secrets on the radio, mm-hmm. Tanner. But yep. um, we we did we changed up our defense a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of figure. Ben is a very good coach. Um, always like the product that he puts on the floor, and um, you know, I don't know if I don't know. He, he probably prepared for what we normally do, so um, we had just a little, you know, ace in our back pocket that we just like to just to change momentum is really all that it is. Um, throw a little bit of a zone at them, and um, maybe they had not hadn't prepared for it um, leading up to the game. So it's it's really just a momentum, a momentum thing. Um, all coaches have them. Just just something to change the pace of the game, and and um, you know, coupled with with halftime, um, you know, the mo- momentum kind of. Because Gwyn, I think Gwyn was just reeling on momentum and um, slowed things down, changed the defensive scheme a little bit, and and luckily for us, they they went cold. We held them to, I believe. 12 points in the second half when they scored 20 in the first quarter. 
Was it a conscientious effort to try to speed the game up a little bit, knowing that they had a short bench? Uh, yeah, but that worked against us, actually. I wanted to pressure their guards a little bit with Maddie and Tessa, and their guards are are just as athletic as ours, if not more. I mean, their guards, even they remind me of Nagani a little bit as far as athleticism goes. So um, we actually tried speeding it up a little bit in the beginning, but it worked against us. And so we, we, we took that pressure completely off in the second half. Talking with Kirk Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. Well, Coach, I don't know if it was your best shooting night, but it was certainly your best outside shooting night as your team knocks down 11 triples. That's a new school record. Maddie Kosky ties a school record for triples in a single game. But tell me about your team's ability to hit on Tuesday. Well, it was, you know, Maddie, I, 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 I rant and rave about Maddie and Tessa's uh, shooting ability all of the time. Um, Maddie, Maddie did what she always does. She hits big shots for us when we need them. Uh, Gwyn had gone up nine just before the half, and, and Maddie uh, ended up hitting a three just to cut it to, to six. There's a big difference at halftime by being down nine and six. Um, she also hit a couple earlier in the game. Uh, she hit the first one. of the Gwyn was up six nothing, and Maddie hit a three. Um, just always hits big shots for us. But it was then, um, the, I think it was only 30 seconds into the fourth quarter where Tessa Lees, uh, rattled off three in a row on three consecutive possessions. We were we were down uh, we were down two, 30 seconds into the fourth quarter, and a minute and a half later we were up seven. Um, and and Tessa Tessa has to do that for us more often. There's times when Tessa goes quiet. Um, teams are gunning on her, and they're they're face guarding her. They don't want her to catch the ball. But Tessa's too good of an athlete and too good of a shooter to. Uh, let that deter her. She's always got to look at the rim and and look to be a, a threat. And um, it took her three quarters to do that last night. Uh, and but it was it was good to see. That's what we need out of her every single night. She can't she can't go cold and and, and quit looking to score. It was a one point game entering the fourth quarter. Then you outscored Gwyn eighteen to seven in the final frame. What flipped the switch as you got into the last segment of the ball game? Was there any difference that you noticed in the attitude or any adjustment you made as a coaching staff? Uh, we we ran we ran some cutters through that defense, and the cutter happened to be Tessa, and that forced it forced the, their uh, their bottom wing to either guard Ellie Miller or Tessa in the corner. And, and luckily for us, she made the wrong read. And Tessa, she left Tessa open two times. And, and it really, the difference was Tessa's three three three-pointers right in a row. I mean, it was, talk about a, a momentum swing. That was it. So uh, we ran we ran a couple of, uh, they were new plays. We just hadn't ran them yet that night. And um, they, you know, plays don't always work like you, like you draw them up. But last night they they it was like picture perfect as you could couldn't you couldn't have drawn it up any better. Well, coach, early on in the game, maybe some struggles handling the ball. You had seven turnovers with about three minutes to go until half, and then only four the rest of the way as you finished the game with eleven. I mean, you're continuing to improve in that aspect, especially after halftime. But tell me about the way your team adjusted to handling the ball a little bit better in the second half. You know, I, I think uh, some of those turnovers in the beginning were just due to Gwyn's intensity. Um, they were all over us. They were going to they were going 100 miles an hour, and we were going 50 miles an hour. And when that happened, when we, we hit the ball to the high post, and the high post was collapsed on, and we were just making poor decisions passing out of the post. Um, Gwyn came ready to play, and we didn't. And that's that was really the reason for the high turnovers in the beginning. And I think I think after that initial shock, we just calmed down and played basketball. There was not really any big time adjustments. Just slowing down, you know, slowing your 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 brain, your mind down is really all that that's attributed to. All right, Kurt, 12-1 and one, heading into Ishpeming, the Friday night matchup cross town. Tell me about this matchup. You handled them the first time around a close game until the fourth, and you broke it open then. Tell me what to expect in round two. Yeah, so Ishpeming has, has improved a lot, and that was one thing we talked about in the first half of the season was um, trying to continually 
improve. And those those teams that were down in the beginning, they've got a whole lot of room to improve. And the, the teams that are better, you know, how much how much better do they get? Yeah, which is includes us over the course of the season. And in the beginning, Ishpring was very inexperienced. You know, they lost their five seniors, and um, they were playing. They were a bunch of JV players out there. And now uh, that they've got a half of a season under their belt, they're they're now seasoned varsity players. And and uh, looking at their scores and the way that they've been competing, they're they're doing. Coach Rico's doing a great job over there. And uh, it's at their home their home court, which is another tough place to go and play and um it's this is this is we're now playing our mpc schedule and the mpc has is traditionally like the old black and blue division and um rivalry games every single night so this is gonna be a tough game uh ishpring is gonna come and bring pressure uh they're gonna bring enthusiasm and we got to try to match it or else or else they'll be upsetting the Westwood Patriots Friday. Is this a game where you're going to try and speed them up when you look at some of their scores and how they've relied on defense as a strength for them? Are you trying to get into a track meet with them and they're trying to keep it slow, or how's the, how are you approaching it? You know, it's tough for us to to get in, in into a, a sprint with anybody just because we don't have a lot of girls on the team, period. Um, and I know Ishpeming... Ishpring is, is, is low on numbers too, but it's kind of one of those things where I've got to balance as a coach, you know, are we going to, are we going to speed this up? Are we going to, am I going to have Maddie and Tessa play full court and then they don't have anything left on offense? You know, I'd rather not do that. I think, I think um, we're just going to continue to do what we've been doing. A um, little bit of pressure here and there, um, but, but mostly, mostly just try to make, sound fundamental plays on offense on defense and um we just don't have the we just don't have the the numbers to play this full court where i can sub in three girls here three girls there it's just not it's just not possible this year so um no i I think it's gonna be i don't think anybody's gonna pull any rabbits out of their hat for friday night it's gonna be really just who both of us teams have been so far this season well, Kurt, lastly, tell me about the junior varsity season, how that's going for them, and the younger levels of your program, how they're developing. Yeah, our, our JV team is having a, a real successful year. Um, uh, what is their record? I think, believe, think they've got maybe three losses, might might be four. Um, but Natalie Prophet and, and Mallory Lease are having a, a fantastic year. Natalie, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but she quite literally might be averaging – almost 30 points a game at the JV level. Um, she'll be ready to make that jump here shortly uh, and get herself acclimated and prepared for the for the districts. Um, and same with Mallory Lee's fantastic shooter. Uh, she's a pure, pure shooter, very quick release. Um, so I've been kind of starting the conversations with my JV coaches, just letting them know, hey, you know, they're not going to be around a whole lot longer. You're going to have to deal without it. Um, they understand, you know, it's tough as a coach because they're probably in the run for a conference title as well. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the program is about the varsity and making the varsity better. So um, they're they're a farm team, and and when uh, when those girls' time is is up, it, they're going to be coming up. Kurt, as always, appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to catching up again soon. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Kurt Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. More after this on ESPN UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. 
Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite basketball. We start on the girls' side with head coach Ryan Riekel. Well, coach, three and seven as you get set for Westwood to come to your place. You went through a little bit of a tough stretch here with uh, Nagani, a much improved Manistique team, West Iron County. But hey, you feel that your team's taking a step forward despite dropping a few of those games. I mean, you play some of the best teams in the area. It builds you in the long run. Yeah, you know, uh, what we've been going through, I mean, seven of our first 11 games, this is including the one we're going to play Friday, are getting against teams that either have been ranked in the Big Five or have at least gotten a mention of some sort uh, with a vote or two. So uh, we're, we're surely battle-tested, that's for sure. And uh, we've made uh, we've made some progress. I thought against Nagani we came out ready to compete, uh, but Nagani's just such a superior defensive team that, they were the slowest down after we came out with a hot start. But, you know, it's 26-20 at half or 29-20. Uh, we were still chipping away, but uh, we just couldn't find ways to score in that second half. And uh, they ended up getting, a, you know, a 20-point victory. But I think we gave them a good, you know, three-quarters of basketball. And then against Western Coney, uh, we were in the game the whole time. Uh, ended up losing by 10, but we were within a couple baskets throughout the whole game. And, uh, this is all after uh, we lost our starting center, who was averaging 10 points and 10 rebounds a game. So uh, we're making the progress. Uh, we're making the necessary uh, steps to become a better team come the end of uh, February. Tell me about the growth that you're seeing from the players. You, I know they're developing, but it's a leadership thing as well because you lost five seniors from last year. They've got to step up and take on new roles. Are you seeing that from the girls this year? Yeah, and, you know, we're kind of leading by committee right now, which is kind of nice. There's nobody that's, uh, you know, always taken, has to be always to be the leader of the group. Uh, everybody's taking a chance at, you know, stepping up, talking to the team, trying to build each other up uh, to get ready for uh, any basketball game or any practice. And uh, that's been kind of nice to see because people are willing to step out of their comfort zone to, you know, either get on a teammate or encourage a teammate to, uh, discuss things that we might be going through in practice what we want to do play wise and stuff so uh it's been very nice to give uh you know nine girls uh the empowerment to uh try to be a leader and a key contributor to our program ryan fundamentally tell me about some ways that your team has improved since day one what are some areas you're really proud of the growth your team's put forward i think defensively we've gotten a lot better uh you know i think we're we're studying the films a little bit better or understanding uh, what it takes at the varsity level. And we had a large uh, learning curve just because of uh, the inexperience we had and the girls that know some of my coaching cues. Uh, you know, I think the on the defensive end, the girls have gotten a lot more comfortable. Now, offensively, uh, we're getting a little bit better, a little more comfortable dribbling the ball, but uh, we still have a lot of ways to go to – uh, really be able to control ourselves in an offensive end. Uh, we've had a few games this year where I think the defense was in control of our offense. And anytime that happens, you're going to be struggling a little bit uh, to score baskets. And uh, you know, I think once we uh, can realize that we are in the driver's seat of our own offensive end, we're going to be even better as the season goes. Talking with Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. Ryan, you've got Westwood coming up to start the second half of the season. They're a team that you had a good game with, and then they started pulling away in the fourth quarter. Tell me how this matchup can be different than the first time around. Uh, you know, the first time uh, we were out with Okay Kowalski, who was one of our primary defenders, and uh, it was all of our girls' first game ever starting, and we only had a couple girls ever get in a varsity game beforehand. And, uh, you know, we know what Westwood has. They've had girls with, you know, 60 games on the varsity almost now, by now. And uh, they're still very young, which is uh, kind of scary in a, a sense there. Uh, but, you know, it's a rival game. And uh, that second game of the season, I thought we competed for a little bit. But then we got, you know, the nerves got to us. Uh, but the girls still played hard. And uh, it happened the same thing with the Nagani game. And I'm hoping this Friday we can still put a good, better product on because in order for us to uh, – you know, try to win a district, uh, you know, Westwood or Nagani might be there, and we have to know that we can uh, we can compete with them. Uh, we first have to get through Manistique and Gwendal. Tell me about Westwood, what they like to do fundamentally. What are you expecting to see from them? Uh, you know, uh, everything is run, uh, you know, through their two stars. Uh, you know, it's no mystery uh, why they have the success. Those two girls, uh, when they shoot a wide open three, it's basically a layup. Uh, I was scouting them last night. Uh, in that fourth quarter, uh, you know, Tessa Lee got loose for wide-open shots, and she hit three threes in a row. And then 
Maddie got open for a uh, wide open shot. She had a three. And, uh, when those girls are wide open, they're they're as good of a shooter as you, you're going to see in the UP. And uh, you know they defend well. They pack the paint. Uh, we have to do a better job trying to spread, uh, get those girls out of the paint, so we can get some dribble drive action to you know create some scoring opportunities. But uh, we know what Westwood's going to do defensively, and uh, they're fundamentally strong. I mean, you can see what uh, Irv has implemented into the program. Uh, because when I played for him, uh, we were always a strong defensive team, and uh, you can see that uh, Irv is really, uh, they're starting to take the identity of what Irv has, uh, you know, put out for how many games when he was the head coach for the boys. Ryan, tell me about what you are going to put forth as a challenge to your team in the second half of the season. Where do you want to see your team continue to grow and achieve success as we get into the back end of the season? Uh, we got to do a better job on the offensive end. Uh, we got to find ways to get, you know, Madison Pruitt some more shots. Uh, we have to control the game. Uh, we have to put ourselves in good position to control, uh, you know, our offensive output. Against Nagani, uh, they were able to dictate things. Against Western County, we were able to dictate things because they didn't play as hard of defense on our guard. So we were able to run plays. And, uh, you know, we ran one play and got a wide open three, and it took one minute to do it. Uh, not exactly a style I like to play, but uh, we have to do that to put ourselves in a position to win. And uh, these girls have to uh, start, you know, shot selection and uh, understanding what they can and can't do on the floor and try to get better at both, uh, perfect the things they're good at, and make their weaknesses a little bit more of a strength. Ryan, tell me about the lower levels of the program, how maybe they're progressing throughout this season. Uh, I'm, I'm really proud of our JV group right now. They're uh you know, I think Olivia Corp is doing a good job with them. They've uh, they were starting to turn the corner. They're starting to buy in. Uh, they're you know they only got a few sophomores and a bunch of freshmen on that team, so they're starting to understand what Coach Bainison does with them. And uh, usually freshman girls start to really understand how much of a grind it is and how hard Coach pushes them at about game ten, and then they really buy in, and you, you see them start to grow as high school basketball players, move on from being middle school players to high school players. And, uh, so far, uh, each week they're getting better, and uh, I, I, I'm really excited to see them continue to grow. Ryan Riekel is the head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. Ryan, always appreciate the time. Looking forward to talking again soon. Yeah, we'll see you later. More after this coming up on ESPN-UP. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, U.S. 41 Marquette. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani girls basketball with head coach Brandon Sager. Well, coach, 10-1 and one and a couple of big wins over some area teams here in the last couple of days. You had the Westwood game, obviously, on Friday. Team got out to a great start in that one, led wire to wire, and hand Westwood their first loss. Take me inside the huddle during that game on Friday. Um, you know, there's there's a lot, of, a lot of really good focus from our girls, and... Um, they really played together as a team, um, both offensively and defensively, and and um, you know they were they didn't want to they did not want to lose that game, and, and, it, and it really showed when they with their play on the court. Tell me about the hot start that your team had and how that was able to propel you, and then Westwood coming back a little bit. They had a 14-3 run to tie things up late in the first half, and every time they were threatening to come back, you guys had an answer. Uh, you know, um, yeah, uh, we have a pretty resilient group and, and, and a pretty broad spread of who can step up for us at different times. Um, you know, Abby Nelson hit some big shots in that game, but it was, like, like I said, I can't speak enough to, to a total team effort. Everybody contributed, um, 
Kenzie Karki, for instance, when you look at the stat sheet at the end of the night, she has two points, but she impacted that game in so many different ways. So, um, you know, collectively they did it, and, uh, you know, we, we were able to ward off um, some of those runs that we knew they would have just because they're such a good offensive unit with some, um, you know, high-profile scorers like they have. Well, I give Chloe Norman a ton of credit, too, because she did a heck of a job defensively on Tessa Lease. Tell me about the defensive game plan that you implemented and how your team was able to execute it. You know, we just kind of tried to focus on some tendencies, and um, Chloe was really locked in and really stressed um, for the whole week what her job was and what she needed to do. And, um, you know, she was up to the challenge. We, we kind of put it on her to say, this is, this, is, this is your job tonight, and, you know, these are the things that you need to do. And, and she did a great job, uh, you know, as well. Kenzie, I think, switched off on her. Amelia Palomac, who, who came up like a game before that as a sophomore, um, did a great job on her and Maddie as well when there were switches. So I'm very proud of their defensive effort that night. It was a tough week on paper for your team. You had a one-loss Gwynn team coming to town and then an undefeated Westwood squad. You beat them both by 10. How would your team stay focused and mentally tough throughout that week? You know, it was just it was just taking one game at a time and really, really locking in on our on our game plan and our scouting reports. And, um, you know, uh, in that Gwynn game, they were very locked in defensively. Uh, we had a little shakeup in, uh, in the second half, just not taking care of the basketball. But... Um, we're, we're able to maintain that focus and um, and, and stay stay with the plan and, and uh, you know come up with a couple of victories. Well, then earlier in the week you had Ishwaming, you beat them 53 to 33. Fairly close game though until halftime. Your team started pulling away, but take me inside the huddle for that one. Uh, um, you know that game we uh, we didn't come out with the focus that we had in the in the uh, previous two, and we we had some mix-ups on defense with not communicating with each other. Um, you know, we did not have our floor general that game. Hannah Vosco was on six, so, you know, could be some of the just different people, different lineups, that communication. But um, nonetheless, we uh, were able to kind of get things together. And then the second quarter, Kenzie Karki pretty much put us on her back, and I think she scored 16 straight points herself. Um, and then we were able to kind of get a little bit of a separation, and we changed up our, our defensive plan a little bit and uh, – we're able to pull away with uh, with a win. Yeah, take me inside the locker room at halftime. What adjustments you were able to make, what you were seeing out of Bishwaming, and how your team was able to pull away like you did? Um, you know, first thing I did was I walked in and, and slapped Kenzie high five and then said thanks for, for carrying us for a quarter and getting us back in the game here. <laughs> um, but then we just made uh, just some slight adjustments, and, uh, you know, we went to uh, kind of a, a little bit of a half-court trap to kind of cause some urgency on Bishwaming's players, and, we're able to get some quick steals and generate some quick baskets, and then you know, offensively, we um, we were able to share the ball a lot. And again, another night on the stat sheet where we've got a lot of four, sixes, eights, nines. Um, you know, other than Kenzie's twenty-three, so uh, you know everybody again played a part, and um, it's kind of how we roll. Um, we don't really have. You never know who's going to step up on uh, with this team. Uh, there's been multiple players with multiple point games and double doubles, and um, I, I don't really ever know who's going to be that one. Um, it just kind of happens because they, they share the ball so well, and they don't care who scores. They, they just truly want to win. Talk with Brandon Sager, head girls basketball coach at Nagani. Coach, you've got Iron Mountain coming up on Friday night. Tell me what to expect from that squad. Um, you know, they've got a um, – Player and Riley Papour, who's who's been a, a pretty good staple, I think a four-year starter for that program in our league. Um, you know, she's really strong. She crashes the boards really hard, so that'll be one of our focuses. Um, they've got some pretty good scrappy guards as well. Um, so you know, we've, we've cut some film and uh, kind of put together a game plan, and, and hopefully we can follow that and, and, and stick to it and, and come out with a Friday night victory. I had the chance to watch Iron Mountain earlier this month, and their defense really seems to have a lot of intensity. They can throw a few different looks at you. Is that kind of what you're seeing from them as well? Yeah, yeah, they're they're applying some full court pressure. They mix in a little bit of a trapping zone once in a while. Um, you know, we'll be ready for for whatever they have to throw at us. And uh, like I said, hopefully we follow our plan and and stick to what we need to do, and um, and hopefully it proves to be successful for us.
Well, Brandon, 10-1, and one, just over the halfway point in the regular season. Is your team progressing about where you thought they would at this point, or how would you assess your team's progress 11 games in? Um, I think we've grown in some areas. There's some, still some room for improvement in others, but um, you know we've been kind of slowly working on on a few things, and I think we'll get there. Um, you know, barring any major injuries or anything like that, you know, I, I kind of like the course that we're on. But um, but yes, yeah, still still room to grow and improve and, and get better before we hit that that final stretch. You mentioned Amelia Palamaki brought up to the varsity, and she's only played a couple of games, but already making a significant impact. Tell me about the decision to bring her up, what you saw out of her that gave you the confidence, and how she's making the most of her varsity time. Well, she um, she ran with us this summer. We kind of used <clears throat> the summer as a testing grounds, and um, she did some good things for us, but wanted to kind of see how her, how her group was going to level out and, and where what our needs were going to be, so we had talked before the season and kind of targeted Christmas break as a an evaluation time to see where things were at and um, you know wasn't sure she was ready um, from what I had seen but then she practiced with us over Christmas break when we were down a couple players so um, that seemed to gel pretty good and then um, just kind of made that decision when we when we uh, were short of a couple girls and um, you know she's fit right in and she understands our defensive scheme and it brings another defender that we can come in because she's so long and athletic so um it's, it's been a good fit so far and uh you know the timing was was, was good on it oh, Randon, tell me about some ways that you want your team to develop fundamentally what's going to be your challenge to them here in the back half of the season that you want to finish strong with um the biggest thing is taking care of the basketball we haven't done a great job um we've had some a couple games here now with some pressure that we haven't made good decisions. I don't know that it was the pressure causing it. I think it was we caused it. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot. So um, just being more patient and taking care of the basketball are the big things. I think the defensive side will be fine. Um, and, um, you know, in addition to that is, is really rebounding has got to be so important for us. So, it, it, you know, doing the fundamental box out situations um, those are the kind of things we really focus on in practice, that and taking care of the basketball right now. Brandon, as always, thanks for taking the time. Looking forward to talking again here soon. Thank you, Tanner. Let's transition over to Nagani Boys Basketball. We've got head coach Dan Waterman with us. Time to talk a little bit about minor boys basketball this season. Coach, halfway point. Tell me about some ways that your team has improved since day one and maybe some areas you want to challenge them to improve on in the back end. Well, uh, I think we've gotten smarter just about in terms of, of uh, what we want to execute with our game plan. Um, I think we've gotten tougher both physically and mentally, but that's a work in progress. Uh, you know, There's always room for improvement on that. So that, that's the two areas that really stick out to me. Um, you know, coming into the year, we knew that we would have a team that could shoot the ball, uh, um, but that, that mental and physical toughness has translated into uh, an improved uh, defensive performance and an improvement on, on the rebounding side of things, which is, has made us a better team. Dan, you had Iron Mountain last Tuesday. And they're a team that you've battled twice. You've had two classic games with them and come out on the short end. They're one of the top teams, if not the, in the UP. Tell me about that matchup and what Iron Mountain's able to bring to the table. Well, they're really good. Uh, you got the two um, star players in, in Johnson and Wonders who are, are very uh, gifted scorers. And then you've got three great, and I mean great, role players in, in Fira, Vincenzi and uh, Charlie Gerhardt. They're, they're big, long kids, athletic, and, and they understand their role. And, and it's not that they can't score. It's, it's uh, you know, they, they pick and choose their, their spots. And we went down there, and we were going to make those guys beat us. And I thought we did a pretty good job of, you know, I think Wonders had 21 and Johnson had 17. You know, so combine that is 38. That gives us a chance, and we had a chance. We were, we were up 16 to six at one point in the first quarter, and that's not counting the three or four layups that that we missed. Um, and, you know, and the misses were contested misses. It was 
partly due to their defensive pressure. But man, if we get those layups to go, it's it's a really different story. But um, you know, they 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 never panicked, and and they're talented. And um, I thought they they played really good defense on us in the second and third quarters, and, and made things difficult. But I thought our kids played really well. We we executed offensively. We just couldn't get anything to fall in the second and third quarters, and uh, as a result, they stretched the lead out on us a little bit, and and uh, we had to play catch up in the fourth quarter. But we battled back and had a chance. So uh, that's a tough place to play. I like how my guys responded. I mean, we came out out strong, uh, you know, and and we gave ourselves a chance against, like you said, a, a really talented team about the midway point through the season. Take me inside the locker room. Are they feeling confident about where they're at, like they can go on a run in the second half? How are the guys feeling? I think they're very confident right now, especially coming off that Iron Mountain game. And and knowing that uh, we played well against them and and left some opportunities on the table, to be to be quite honest, uh, I I don't think anybody intimidates our guys anymore. Uh, I think early in the year that might have been the case, but having played Iron Mountain Tough twice, uh, you know, we battled with Marquette. Uh, that, that They would probably be my number two team in the UP. You know, our guys feel like we're capable of, of beating those teams and, and, and competing with those teams. So nobody really scares us, which is a good thing. Um, uh, I think we're we're catching on to the value of, you have to you have, you got to bring it every day, you know, in order to make the improvements you want to make and to be where you want to be at the end of the year. And this group's been really good in practice, day in and day out. So we we fully believe that we're capable of making a run, and and we just got to st- keep stacking good days, one on top of the other. And I think good things are going to happen for us. Dan, you've got Manistique on Friday night. Tell me a little what to expect from the Emeralds. Yeah, uh, they're much improved over last year. Uh, we played them over Christmas break, which is, is always kind of a funky game because you, you don't have school. Uh, at the time, our team was really sick. Uh, I was sick, Jason was sick, and, and it kind of went through our, our locker room. Guys were in various stages of the stomach bug. But... Um, we went down to Manistique, and and it wasn't a, a pretty game by any means, but but we were able to get a, a 12 or 14 point win. Um, one of the reasons that Manistique is better is, is they've got good point guard play with uh, Wyatt Gerke. He's a, a sophomore who was originally a Manistique kid and, and went to Gladstone as a freshman, and now is transferred back to, to Manistique. He's really solidified uh, the point guard spot for them, and and. Um, you can't just press them anymore and get layups like like we used to. And so, um, and then Skylar Anderson is a, is another player for them. He's a six foot forward. And the first time we played them, he hit seven threes against us. And uh, some of them were deep NBA range type jobs. So we've got to definitely be wary of those two. And then uh, Lausen, the uh, the big forward that they have, about six two kid. He can step outside and shoot threes, too. So they got three really capable offensive players. So uh, we're going to have to do a good job on those guys. What do you need to do on your end offensively? What does your team need to do to pick up a win on Friday? We, we just got to keep moving the ball. Um, I, I like the balance that we've had the last couple of games. We're three guys, four guys, and double figures. Uh, you know, we had a couple guys with eight down in Iron Mountain, but they're, they're an elite defensive team. Um, Jackson Sager's done a, a tremendous job at the point point guard spot for us he had a 19 down there um i think early in the game we need to get jack going because when he's penetrating he's breaking defenses down and his vision is incredible and he's going to distribute it to our shooters and our forwards down low uh you know so if we can get jack going and and, in attack mode right away i think that makes our other players better you know obviously i'd like uh uh drew lindberg and and Jason Waterman to knock down shots early because they're great shooters, and, and once they get on a roll, we can be kind of hard to stop. Dan, lastly, tell me about the lower levels of your program, the JV on down, how their seasons are going. Yeah, uh, JVs, I believe, are 7-5, and five, uh, battling, competing. Uh, I thought they played their best game of the year down in Iron Mountain, and Iron Mountain's got a, a very athletic JV team, and 
and our kids fought and scrapped, and they came up on the, a little bit short, but uh, that was the best effort I think I've seen them give. Um, and, and they're getting better. You can see the improvements that they're making on a daily basis. You know, most of the time our freshmen are, are they're in a different gym. I don't get to see them much, but I eat lunch with Coach Nimi every day, so I, I got a pretty good feel for what's going on with them. I think they're right around 500, um, and the numbers are small, but we've got good kids down there, and, and uh, they work hard, and, and, and Coach Nimi does a great job with them. So really happy with the progress those, those two levels are making, and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what kind of contributions those kids make as they progress up through the system. Dan, as always, appreciate you taking the time. All the best this season. Look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks, Tanner. My pleasure. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Model Towner basketball with head boys coach Jim Finkbeiner. His team four and seven getting set to take on the Lance Purple Hornets. Well, coach, you've had a few games that you've been right there and haven't gone your way and still trying to fight back from some injuries, get healthy. You've had eight days off since the Ishpeming game. Tell me how your team spent the time with a little bit of a mini break here as you try to get a little healthy and prepare for lots. Yeah, uh, exactly. We're still trying to get healthy. Um, I'm sure things like uh, sickness, flu, colds, all that kind of stuff is kind of going through everybody. So we've dealt with a little bit of that, but what well, can't you in the wintertime? That's just one of those things you have to deal with. So we've uh, we've just spent a lot of time, you know, trying to get uh, some things, you know, done that that you don't normally have time to spend on, or at least lengths of time to spend on, you know, lots of shooting, um, working on execution, um, and just some other, uh, just the basics, you know, more than anything. You know, you don't get time a lot of time during the season when we get into the games, and you know, even down our stretch now after after this week, we play two games a week right to the end of the season. So. Um, sometimes some of the fundamentals and some basics kind of get lost and, and you don't get a lot of time. You're just preparing for games all the time. So um, trying to do some of that along with, you know, getting ready for launch and, and get ready for the stretch run here. Do you feel some of your guys are starting to get back to 100% as far as health goes? Yeah. Um, you know, and we've seen some some guys that are really kind of coming into their own too um, the last couple of games. Uh, you know, we've been waiting, you know, for those sophomores just to continue to get a little more confidence, um, you know, start playing with a little more um, just knowledge of the game at the varsity level because that, that is a big step for a lot of those guys, and it takes some time. And, you know, we're really starting to see some of that, um, some of that gameplay. And, you know, we're just looking for them to really step into their own and help, uh, you know, those seniors and the juniors that we do have. So and I think we're that's where they're, we're getting. And, and guys are, are starting to get a little bit more confident in how they play the game on both ends of the floor. And that's just going to pay off as we go down the stretch here. Jim, what are you expecting from Lots? I haven't had the chance to see them since late November. And from what I've seen, just following their scores, it looks like they've really improved, especially in the offensive end. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, you're looking at scores, you're looking at, you know, not just box scores, but the stories on their games, and, and they're they're very capable. Um, you know, they've beaten some good teams, you know, and then they've had some tough games against teams that, you know, maybe they feel like they should have competed better with too. So um, maybe a little up and down early, but, but playing, you know, much better now. Um, you know, we don't know a whole lot about them either. We haven't played them um, since I've been here, um, so we're not uh, – we're not completely schooled on what they like to do offensively or defensively, but we do have some. Uh, we do have a little information. We did get to see them uh, play one game, so 
that helps a little bit. Um, you know, they got some nice guards, uh, not necessarily a lot of size, but but they play real well with what they have. Uh, they seem to be pretty comfortable with each other. And like I said, they've they've played real well against some good teams, and, you know, including the Houghton and the Calumets, uh, which are you know really good teams right now. So you know, we're going to have our you know just once again, you're going on the road, you're going to have your hands full uh, always on the road, and and against a team that's very capable. Are they a team that'll go strictly man to man, or will they throw a little zone at you on defense? I think they're they're willing to do whatever they have to do. Um, I think they play quite a bit of man. They do like to get up and down the floor um, on offense. They'll definitely push the floor. So um, the tempo of the game, you know, we'll have to watch what what that really likes. But you know, we like to get up and down the floor also. So I, that that I don't mind. You know, the biggest thing is uh, I don't see them being reckless when they get up and down the floor. Like some teams will will really run the floor and and push the, the ball and take the first open shot, whether it's a good shot or not. But I don't see that from them. They're pretty disciplined in what they do. Like I said, they seem to be pretty comfortable with each other. Uh, and just like I said, the limited amount of time that we've seen them play, they seem to be pretty comfortable. So they know, you know, where guys are going to be and what they do. And, you know, they seem to run their system. Uh, they they don't seem to deviate a whole lot from it. So they they seem to be relatively disciplined. And, and I think the big thing for them is if they're if they're shooting well, if they're if they're on you know, the shooting percentage-wise in the game, um, then they're in the game. So we have to do something to disrupt that, obviously. Jim, do you ever notice that there's a difference in the style of play when the mid-pin teams play some of the copper country teams? Is there a different style of basketball that clashes when those teams meet? I, I think you see that not just with the copper country, but if you go, you know, uh, to the southern part of the UP or even to the eastern end of the UP, you do see some different uh, games. And I'm not talking about just teams we play. Uh, you know, we watch games from some of the other teams that, that you don't necessarily play during this regular season, but who knows, you may see them, you know, further down the road if you get into the playoffs. So you do see some differences in the game. Um, sometimes the copper, some of the copper country teams tend to play a little bit more zone. Um, but they'll also put pressure, you know, full court in some type of zone pressure or something sometimes. So, yeah, you, you see some different types of uh, games, and, and that, that can be dictated by a lot of things. It could be dictated by, you know, the, the gyms that you're playing in, um, the style that other teams are playing. So, uh, you know, an example would be, you know, Houghton's uh, really plays a, a really tough zone, um, and they play it very well. Kind of reminds me, not that we're comparing to Syracuse, but Syracuse in, in college basketball is one of those teams that, you know, you've got to prepare for a zone because that's what they're going to run against you, and they're going to run a lot of different looks out of that zone at you. And so you do see some different styles of the game, and, and um, you just you don't have to find ways to prepare for that, especially when you don't see them very much. Jim, take me inside the locker room. You're sitting at 4-7 and seven about the midway point, but that's a very deceiving record when you take into consideration all the single-digit games that could have gone either way. Is the team still confident despite the way things have gone this season, or how are they feeling going into the second half of the year? Yeah, I, like I said earlier, I, I see some more confidence, and especially in some of the younger guys. But, you know, the, the guys that have been here, you know, uh, our seniors, they I don't see that they have uh, any, you know, things that think that, well, we're not going to win any more games or we're not playing well. You know, we are. We're, we're competing against these teams. We're competing against the Gladstones and, and the Iron Mountains. Uh, you know, if, if you didn't see the game against Iron Mountain, you'd think that we got blown out and because the game, cause the game was 20 points. But it was a four or five-point quarter every every quarter. So we're competing. You know, we, we couldn't handle some of their size, especially late. But th- that competition, you know, just kind of fuels you to get back in the, into the gym and, and practice and just to get a little bit better. And that's what I really see from our guys. The guys are getting into practice. We're competing. You know, we're trying to get uh, some different things in practice, uh, different ways to show, you know, how to, how to compete in the type of defense that we're playing, the type of offense that we're playing. So um, guys are getting after it. And that's the nice thing this year is that we're a little bit deeper. We have some more guys that can play. Um, so practices are a little more competitive. And, you know, I'm not seeing that drop in competitiveness. I think they realize just looking at film as much as we do, not just ourselves but other teams, but really take that look inside yourself and see, okay, what am I not doing really well and, and why did this happen on this play and why did this happen on that play? The kids are starting to take a look at that and, and start to try to fix those things. So I don't see any drop in competitiveness. I see them actually getting after each other a little bit more. So, you know, hopefully down the down the line here, I mean, we got nine more games. You know, we'll get a few more W's than we do uh, L's because we're in a close game. We're used to playing in a close game. Now we just got to get over that hump and get the W instead of uh, being on the other end. Well, Jim, lastly, tell me about your junior varsity season and how the younger levels of your program are progressing. 
uh, Junior varsity is doing well this year. Uh, they're right around 500. Um, they've been playing uh, like that pretty much all year. They're competitive. Um, they, the kids are working really hard. I think, you know, losing with me bringing those four sophomores up to the varsity, you know, they lost some players from that team. But we brought in a bunch of eighth graders, now freshmen, you know, that are contributing to that team, along with the sophomores that are still there. And they're getting a lot more time. Um, and I think it's really good for them. Uh, like I said, they're playing right around 500 ball, but they've been in a lot of games. They've been very competitive, lost a couple of games by a couple, two, three points, uh, under 10 in quite a few other games. There's only been a couple of games that have gotten away from them. Um, and they're, they're playing, you know, competitive basketball once again. So I think, uh, I think you know, that program is doing a really good job to make sure that we have guys coming in next year because we're going to lose six seniors uh, next year, and we're going to have to, you know, fill in with a lot of juniors um, to go – with a couple seniors that we'll have next year. So I, I really like where that program is. They're, they're working really hard in practice. And like I said, they're competitive in just about every game. And that just bodes well for us. You know, as far as the elementary or the middle school programs, you know, they, they're just finishing up. That, that season just finished up. And once again, those teams are competitive. And the kids are enjoying it, getting in the gym. So, you know, it looks good. You know, we've got plenty of guys. There's no shortage of, of players. So now it's just about getting them in the gym in the off season and, and continue to work uh, just those basic fundamental skills that all, all of them need. Jim, as always, appreciate you taking the time and coming on air with us. Looking forward to talking again soon. All right. Thanks, Tanner, for the time. Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwen. More after this coming up on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision and Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette girls basketball with head coach Ben Smith. His team ten and two as they get set for a contest against Menominee on Friday. Well, coach, pretty good standing where your team is right now. Tell me how the last couple of weeks have gone since we talked last. Um, yeah, we're figuring some things out offensively, um, moving the ball where it needs to go, catching with confidence, ready to shoot it, and then. Um, hitting the glass pretty hard, which, you know, obviously opens up some easier looks on putbacks and also I think makes you shoot with more confidence because, you know, you have second or third shot opportunities if you can hit the glass. You you had a battle with Calumet that was maybe a little more physical. You know, they can be a team that makes you work for it, but you end up pulling away from them 68-35. Tell me about that matchup. Yeah, well, we went up there a couple weeks ago and they got after us right out of the gates. I think we went about five or six minutes without scoring, and then they outscored us the last two minutes by about 10 or 12. So they definitely um, showed us what they were about up there at the beginning and the end, but we were able to do enough in the middle. I think we came out um, with about a six-point victory, and then last night I thought we did a lot more of the stuff that we need to do night in and night out um, consistently to be um, getting to the spots where we want to be going. Uh, We shot the ball really well. I think we were 7 for 11 from 3. We assisted on, I think, 19 of our 22 buckets, which we were sharing the ball really well. Um, Trying to make them earn everything, excuse me, I think up at their place. Um, They got into what they wanted to do a little bit easier than um, we'd like teams to be able to, but... um, Ellie Jerf still um, battled and got hers last night, too. I think she ended up with four threes and, you know, a couple really nice plays. But um, thankfully, we limited others to um, not much and, you know, tried to make her work as hard as we could um, to get what she did, um, which, you know, every game you leave thinking there's a few things you could do better. Um, But all in all, a really good team performance. Everyone who played grabbed a rebound. I think we had five kids maybe that had five or more so we weren't just relying on 
um, one or two kids to shoulder the load on the glass. But um, Sid Keevy, I think, ended up with 15 points and 15 rebounds, and Avery Leedy had 21 and maybe 12 boards or something. So they definitely did their job there. But, you know, a lot of kids chipped in and did what they needed to do. Tell me about Menominee, Coach. They got a 9-4 and four record. They're right underneath you in the conference standings. What are you expecting from them on Friday? Um, well, they uh, have a really good team. Uh, they beat us last game of the year um, of the regular season last year, and I think they had only one senior. So they're returning a group that, you know, obviously they had success against us at their place to wind the season down last year. And hopefully our girls didn't really forget that, you know, and we can – realize that they're ready to go and and if they're not um you know they're going to take it to us um they've had a couple tough ones here i think um with their four losses they lost in an overtime game to westwood by one to west iron and then a couple pretty close conference losses one to kingsford one to gladstone so um they want to i'm sure get back in the conference mix and if they're able to um beat us the two times we play them they'll have um you know and win everything else they'll have two losses as will we but um hopefully we can come out and do what we need to do they have um an anderson girl who's probably about six one six two and shoots it well and you know does a lot of crafty things offensively um they mix and match some different zones and pressures um they have some guards that have uh been up for um a year or two now and you know, they're up as young kids and now have gained some experience. So we have to be ready for kind of all areas of the game. You know, they shoot it pretty well, but they put their head down and drive also. They play some zone, but they press um, too. So we need to make sure that we're ready for, you know, everything they're going to bring to us. But as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks now, I think it's a lot about what we need to do. And if we move the ball and we're unselfish and we compete on both ends, for 32 minutes, you know, I like, I think we'll like our chances a lot of nights. And if it doesn't quite work out on the scoreboard, you know, then we'll go back to fine tuning a few things and executing better. But um, I think it comes down to our effort. And, you know, we can't just have it go well for a couple trips or for eight trips or for a quarter or for a half. We have to be ready to dig in every possession. Halfway through the conference late, Coach, you're 4-0 and on top in the great northern UP. What does your team need to do here in the back end of the season to come out with a conference title, and is the conference shaking out kind of the way you thought it would? Um, I think Menominee um, would have been right in the mix there, but Gladstone's record isn't um, where they want it to be, I don't think, but they've battled hard and had some close losses, and you know they have some pieces that when they get going, um, you know, they – should and will win games. Eski and Kingsford both have the ability to come out and play um, really hard and really well on certain nights. And they also have um, in Eski some young kids and in Kingsford um, a kind of a changeover in the coaching staff and stuff. So there's some different things going on there. Um, we have Kingsford and Eski at home and Menominee play them both home in the road. So if we can kind of take care of business at our place, um, you know, that would go a long way with doing what we need to do. But kind of a crazy year. We've played 12 games, and only three of them have been here. So we're hopefully to, you know, looking to take advantage of our home floor and, um, you know, be able to lock that down. But it doesn't mean you want to give them away on the road either. So playing hard on both ends of the floor, being unselfish, and, competing on the boards I think basketball wise would be the things that we need to do coach where does your team need to continue to improve what is going to be the challenge for your squad to uh, finish strong here in the back end Um, I think consistency you know I think we've shown um, that we can do some pretty good things at times but um, there are definitely some lulls and not necessarily effort or energy but um, productive things you know where we'll um, have something available and we'll be uh, one dribble late or one count too slow where we don't hold off and battle quite like we need to. Um, and, you know, no matter what your record is and how successful it seems like things are, you can always look back and, you know, fine-tune something. You know, so offensively, as teams figure out what we do individually um, and as a group, they'll try and um, take us out of our sweet spots and out of the things that we do the best and we'll have to be able to counter that and 
you know, be able to make decisions on the move instead of kind of here's what we're trying to do and they're going to just let us do it because that obviously isn't the case with the players and um, coaches we go against. So, you know, just continue to use practice time to um, work on the little details that will, you know, help us for that next game and, you know, get ready for the next team's tendencies. But in the big picture, also use those practices to fine-tune all the little things that, you know, as the tournament um, comes up here that we're ready to go, you know, once we get into that tournament time in the districts and whatnot. Ben, as always, appreciate you taking the time. All the best this season. Look forward to talking again soon. All right. Thanks a bunch. That's it for us here in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN-UP WZAM Ishpeming Marquette.